Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, uh, the coziest game room on the internet. My name's Chris. My name's Corey. And we are coming back at you once again with episode number 28. 28. 28. How are you doing this week, sir? I am doing good. I am. Okay. Very relieved. I feel a lot of stress has left my body. Okay. A lot of tension, <laughs> lots of frustration, um, because I fully beat Sifu yesterday. Oh, look and at you. Congratulations. I, clap, 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 snap, snap. Yeah, it was the biggest just like sigh of breath of just like, <sighs> I felt like Frodo and Sam after they had dropped <laughs> The ring and Mount Doom, like it's done, it's over. What? We can go home now, Master Frodo. That's, that's what one well, and, and peek behind the curtain, everybody. We're recording this um, a little bit later, primarily because uh, we uh, Corey picked up uh, Horizon Forbidden West. We wanted a little bit of a mm. chance to have a little bit of that conversation. So, yeah, your um, your Sifu playtime and your forbidden west playtime ended up just butting right up against one another right there yeah right at the end well that it's because my uh forbidden west copy um if you checked our twitter i got the collector's edition and it got delayed Mm -hmm. a little and so i was like well now's the time to beat sifu because as soon as this is here your boy is not Boy, not finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or finish, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, finishing it how it would like me to finish it. Yeah, um, That's the best way to describe that. Yeah. Um, so today, so to to kind of set the scene for everybody of Sorry, what to expect over the next few weeks, you know, we're kind of we're entering into a gauntlet period of sorts with games. So I mean, uh, releases. Right. Um, Horizon Forbidden West came out this week. Um, Elden Ring will come out next week. We'll have Triangle Strategy. We'll have, um, you know, who who else even knows? Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Kirby. Corey Kirby. Forgotten Land. I mean, I'm getting Comes Kirby. out in March, sir. Um, There's Tiny Tina's. I mean, the, yeah. the list goes on. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff coming up specifically over the next few weeks. So expect kind of a, um, I guess like a rolling calendar, if you will, kind of a um, yeah, a little bit of be a lot of us. Yeah, it's it's going to be um, you know this week, uh, Corey. You'll you'll regale us with some of your early thoughts, but next week hopefully we'll have some more um, mm-hmm. complete thoughts. I'll regale you with a few initial thoughts of Elden Ring next week, and then we'll have some more completer thoughts so um just a fair warning for everybody if you're coming to us with your expecting the most thorough discussion of uh horizon forbidden west day and date right out of the gate well this isn't the place for you (laughs) we're not gonna have it um you're not gonna it's you're gonna get my first our thoughts. Yeah. Um, but be along for the ride. We'll have um, Chris, myself. I am uh, actually replaying. I started up a replay through of Horizon Zero Dawn. So we can, I at least can kind of comment a little bit on how that's kind of sitting with me and um, 
some thoughts, kind of comparative thoughts there. But uh, but yeah, Corey, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun few weeks. A lot of games, a lot yeah, of games, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of uh, crying. Primarily our wallets. Um, yeah, our wallets but, are screaming right now. <laughs> well, they, they're they could still be screaming. I have pre-ordered yeah. most of the things I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, my wallet's probably still just like sobbing in its sleep of like, what have you done? Yeah, yeah. why <laughs> you don't have this kind of money? What are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, Corey, this week, um. Let's wrap up a little bit of our seafood discussion for everybody, and then Man, we'll dig right into some. Um, we'll dig right into some Horizon talk, and who knows? We there's a little bit of new stuff we can kind of clean up. There, the e some of the e shops are closing, Corey. Um, some oh. other stuff's happening. Um, the there's some stuff the we have. Is in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Corey, let's start with uh, let's start with seafood. You uh, you've been playing it more. I've been playing it more too. I, but you've been playing it more. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been playing it more. You were on the receiving end of my entire. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what, what is it? Just amalgamation of thoughts. Just oh yeah, it was a, yesterday. I it was uh, a thought stream. Have, yeah, I didn't have to work yesterday. Um, I kind of had the day off because I did have to work a little bit this morning on the weekend. And um, so I took the day and it was just like, you know, it, it's it's a seafood day. I went in yep. um, with the final Love fight. Love seafood I, days. That yeah. mahi mahi over a bed of rice. Love it. <laughs> Worcester sauce. What? Wor- Get it. Worcester sauce. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, what? Yang. Yang. That. <clears throat> that rat bastard that's who that is um but yeah so i went into sifu and <laughs> final boss is yang and um uh, yeah he was awful he was horrendous and yeah. um it it was in my opinion the toughest fight in the game as a final boss kind of should be but not because of how difficult it is. Yes, that played a factor into it. And I want to. This could be a short discussion. Who knows? This could be a long-running discussion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, without giving too much spoilers of this final fight, um, the game does handicap you in a way, in my opinion. And that throughout the game, you have these things called focus bars, which can essentially do these very quick. I would say. Not mega powerful moves, but you have light attack, strong attacks is probably just a very strong attack that often can give you some sort of tactical advantage mm-hmm. in a fight. And in this fight, so you've been able to do this this entire game, this fight, it doesn't let you do it. It's Yang can't be focused, quote unquote, is how the game words it. And is not only that, essentially none of the other moves that you've picked up are that effective you can't run slide take his legs out you can't do the crotch punch any of these extra fluffs that you've been able to use to give yourself this like brief second or two of tactical advantage is gone in this fight there there isn't that it's over and i have a strong issue 
with games that build a crescendo only to chop you at your knees mm-hmm. for the final bit of no, you must beat this how we would like you to beat this and not in the way that you've cultivated your gameplay to do so. I just want to get your thoughts because I feel like this is a trend recently of games kind of taking away the, the tools that you have been given throughout the game for the final fight and effort to make it tougher, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, you know, sorry to spring I, that on you, but we did talk. No, about I mean, yesterday. it's a, I think it's, I have different thoughts in different games. Um, I think so specifically with Sifu, I mean, um, anybody who's played it, you know, the, the, even if you haven't played it, I mean, the entire conceit is just like we mentioned last week. It's, it's like a kill bill revenge style mm. story. I mean, your entire goal is take out the, the five members of this crew that essentially murdered your father. Um, and you know, I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate goal of it. And, and through the title Sifu, like, you know, your dad was the Sifu, but also you are becoming Mm -hmm. a Sifu through this by Mm -hmm. learning new skills and just in general becoming better at the game. Cause I mean, realistically the game, like the skills that you learn are a big deal, but the game itself, like, you can go through the game and beat it with kind of the bare bones stuff that it just gives you right out of the gate without mm-hmm. unlocking the skills, whatever, just because it is a, like it is, it's so heavily skill based, not necessarily based mm-hmm. on like combos. And I mean, obviously combos, but not like a specific move or something like that. You can't um, cheese the game. Right. So, you know, I think there were a lot of comments whenever Sifu originally came out, like a lot of negative reviews kind of citing it gets in its way. Like it does a lot to kind of create this mythos in this vibe that it becomes very confusing and very like obfuscated and not clear in what it wants to do. And also just like, you know, makes it more difficult than it has to be to actually like, meet the same conclusion. And I agree with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of stuff like it's not a, there is stuff that is very much not clear. Um, you know, we won't spoil it, but, um, you kind of cited there's like the ending and then there's the ending that like they want Mm -hmm. you to finish. Um, it, the ending quote unquote, the all caps, the ending is like, isn't really made clear, like tend to that. And, but it's not a, it's not something that's clear. And the game does that a lot where stuff, it, it kind of like wants to tell this, um, kind of, I don't know, kind of cryptic, you know, metaphorical kind of thing and, and, and have this kind of like bend to it that sometimes it doesn't pay off because it can be a little bit too cryptic in that direction. Just not very clear on like what exactly is going on. Um, but I say all that to say, like, I think it, at least with Sifu, like I can't speak to every game that does these sorts of things, but at least with Sifu, I think it bothered me less a lot 
or it bothered me less because it there is a like I think in the narrative bent of it where it is like Mm -hmm. you're building up all this stuff and you come up against because I mean all of these characters that you're coming up against the four bosses that you come up against prior you know they trained under other people Mm -hmm. like they're master martial artists but they're just like they're a group they're individuals Mm -hmm. yang the final boss is like a previous pupil of your dad's like he was trained in the same ways it's all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff and so it is like a narrative thing where it's like okay you are coming up against somebody who is I mean, in a lot of ways, you like using a lot Mm -hmm. of the same moves, doing a lot of the same things when you do something that like you could kind of cheese your way out of with somebody else, he's going to punish you for it. And it feels like I think there's I think in a lot of ways, like it feels frustrating because it's like it's the first time you're hitting that like the game feels like it kind of stops throwing new wrinkles at you about halfway through like you know you go up Mm -hmm. in the first level and you kind of like you meet like the big juggernaut guy and you get these kind of moves and you meet these kind of people and then in the second level they start throwing in some like you know it's more weapons you start getting more weapons and maybe Mm -hmm. there's like a leg sweep thrown in there and then like in the third area it's a lot like they're more like all weapons and then like right and then it's it's all weapons and there are a lot more low attacks and like the boss is doing ups and lows and like but that kind of stops around then. Like you still have those things, but you're not getting, it's not like in the fourth level and the fifth level, like you're getting these like, okay, now this, this guy can fly. And now he's like coming at you from like, it's, it's none of, it's just kind of like you hit that point where you're not really getting overwhelmed by something just new hitting you out of the blue, probably about halfway through. And I, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's immensely frustrating to go into because I had also been using focus moves as a, as a, you know, crutch for most of the game. And so that was my anticipation. I'd go into Yang, have full focus bars. I can go in, I can stop action for a second and I can kick him and knock him over and get a couple punches in and I'll be good. And like, yeah, there's, there's something frustrating about that. Like, right. But I mean, I don't feel like it was to me. It doesn't feel cheap just because I understand, like, I understand where they're coming from. I understand like the conceit of it. Like you are going up against somebody who is just a wiser you in a way. Yeah. And he's, he knows what you're going to try and do to like knock him over and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think in that regard, like it, you, you were very frustrated by that. I oh, was not yeah, as it much. Was sending me. And I think, which granted, I mean, like part of the frustration, even on my end, like there, it would be one thing. Cause like some games, like they'll throw new wrinkles at you right at the end, but you have like a huge skill pool and like wealth of, of upgrades mm-hmm. and stuff that you can kind of fall back on. And the way that um, Sifu is being almost kind of like a roguelike in its way, like you spend, like you could be spending significant amount of these like points, quote unquote, 
to upgrade stuff centered around your focus bar, like upgrading focus bar capacity and like dodges up, like boosting your focus bar more Mm -hmm. when you do that. And then all of a sudden, like feeling like you doesn't matter. Okay. Right. And so there is something frustrating about that. I totally get you like, because I felt the same way where I was like, well, geez, like now I need to go back through and do like another run where I spend my points on nothing focus so that whenever I get to him, I can like, I don't have to rely on any of that. Like, um, Mm -hmm. so that, yeah, that was frustrating, but I don't know. It was, it was something where like the, the fight felt authentic in that way. It came out of left field, Mm -hmm. but it felt like, in the conceited, in the like sense of the story, in this like martial arts tale, whatever, it it felt like a very obvious conclusion. You were fighting mm-hmm. like a version of yourself, and you're having to overcome like a. You're not just overcoming another martial artist; you were overcoming yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I. I was there right with you through all of your frustration. Um, and, (laughs) and I, and I don't think Sifu is like the most polished game. Like I've made this comparison before, but like it feels in a lot of ways like Sekiro where it is like Mm -hmm. very highly skill based, very like parry heavy, timing heavy, very like, um, skillful and sleek and whatever. And like Sekiro though, like, felt more polished in that way, which I mean, it would make sense. It's a much more, it's a Mm -hmm. bigger budget. It's a bigger game, whatever. Um, but, but whenever you have a game that like really relies on that and it falters in some areas, like you can feel it probably a little bit Mm -hmm. more. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I having like at this point I played through, when we spoke last, I was, I wasn't as far along as you are now. Like I had only just beaten the game. Um, right. I went through, I ended up platinuming it. I ended up playing it round of applause, round a, of applause. a bunch yeah, more. OG yeah. Gamer, um, OG gamer, round of applause. Yeah. Round of applause. <laughs> um, but I mean, I regardless really loved it. Like it there, there were times where it felt like there was, I was just kind of like luck of the draw. Like, you know, he yeah. just didn't do this move this time. And I was able to kind of like keep up my motion for a little bit longer. And it just kind of paid off in my, like there were some moments like that. There were some where it just like, you know, felt like I had to like, just hope things were going to go my way this mm-hmm. time. Like it wasn't completely skill-based, but um, yeah, by and large, I mean, I had a stupendous time with the game um, and I hated that you were having such a frustrating kind of end to mm-hmm. um, that experience. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I think if it's done well and I think if there's like a good kind of narrative reason for it, you know, I think I, I can, I can get immersed in the like, okay, they're pulling one over on me at the end. I've got mm-hmm. to adapt. I have to do something differently. That, um, that is a good way to describe it. I felt like they were trying to, they were pulling one on me kind of a thing of yeah. like the rug gets like pulled out under your feet a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
Which I did. And I think, nor do I appreciate you yeah. in really any circumstance. Yeah. And I think with Sifu, like it is a thing too. Like it, it, again, it kind of depends on how you view it. For me, like I saw it legitimately as like, you are becoming a master. And in doing that, you have to overcome your own weaknesses. You have to go in and like, okay, now you've, you've been cribbing on this for this long. Okay. Well now you can't, are you still going to be a master or are you just going to be like, are you just going to be only good enough to actually beat the first four levels? Like, you know, and it, it being that kind of thing, um, which again, like doesn't necessarily remove some of the frustration, but like I was able to, I think I was less put off by it just because I was like, okay, I get it. This is mm. the, I, I get where they're coming from here. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think overall for the game did sour on me towards the end, just because I, we also, have, I also have to consider like, okay, I did this all in one day, kind of a thing, not all yep. of it, but yep. essentially like, with the initial fight with Yang to then going and getting the true ending, I did it all in one day, um, which is it's a lot to do in one day. Um, had a marathon gaming session, and I'm not oh, yeah. mad about it. I, I put the game probably like an eight out of ten, um, maybe a nine mm-hmm. out of ten. Probably eight and a half, I guess, is a good spot to sit. I do think, like we said, narratively, um, it gets really confusing at the end. I don't quite know what it's asking of me outside of what I've been asked before in other games. Um, and I don't know if there's anything more to that. And the final fight with Yang, um, very difficult and going for the true ending. I have to say I was panicking when it essentially went to trying to think how to say this without spoiling it. But the, yeah. the short part after phase two, I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. This is not yeah. how this is supposed to go. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the core gameplay in itself is phenomenal in terms of a skill based okay. game. Um, I feel like I had a very good grasp of it. I've seen a lot of people talk about their wall was level two. My wall was mm-hmm. level three, which, to be <laughs> fair, was because I was a dum dum and had a shortcut that I didn't realize I had and didn't take it. It was working through all of level three. Um, and once well, you're just a, which, you're just a tough guy. You don't want to take these, which made me out. very good yeah. at it. Don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah. I mean, I had, I pushed to finish it yesterday. One, cause, uh, forbidden West, but also because I was compelled to finish it. The game is so good. And the combat is electric to, yeah. I like couldn't stop myself playing it. If that yeah. makes sense. Like pulling off the combos, yeah. taking down the small baddies, extremely fun level four i do to counter your twist i do feel like level four threw a new twist at you when it introduces like the bigger quick enemies who are just absolute mammoths to take down. yeah yeah they are awful to take down kind of a th- Ugh, i hate them i hate them a lot well and you um, i mean you have a little bit of that in um i mean because they're they're at least a couple of those in level three um because you have like the bodyguard who gives you the key and um Mm -hmm. you know um so it's not as regular an occurrence but you do have a couple of them i mean that's that's fair good um, good point but but yeah i mean it's um it's definitely you know we mentioned it before it's not the it's not the like 
it's not the perfect game for every person, but I think it's a go to contender. Um, yeah, I mean, so far for me, I mean, I've played two of the years releases so far for me it's my game of the year 2022 you've heard it here um (laughs) but um but yeah i mean it it was very very good i very much enjoyed it i was very i was worried that it could be like you know i'd be looking forward to it and it wouldn't really live up to what i had expected and uh it did a wonderful job and i loved it it was good no i mean i i don't know if I probably need more time to sit and say if I loved it. I really, really liked it like yeah. a lot. Um, especially going back through the game, going back to the older levels and just slicing through like a not, uh, not a hot knife through butter, um, yeah. through a majority of all the levels, honestly, up until probably level four, level three was my wall, but I found level four, probably the most difficult. Not as yeah. like punishingly difficult as three because three was just so long. Um, but still going through all of them, I'm like, this is fun. This like I'm getting to the boss, taking them down kind of with ease. Um, and yeah, just moving forward and oh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game. I I can't tell if this was a game that spent too long in the oven in terms of being made or if it's been too short in the oven okay. in terms of being made. Okay. Like, I mean, they're sitting here like either like you had a, ge- a complete game and then your release was still a ways off. And so you decided to tweak it or you had the release and like you rushed to put it out. I, it just, you know, I can't feel like there is either too much fine tuning in some spots and then some spots are too rough around the edges, just like across the board of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to see if they'll do a sequel. Um, I think a, a sequel would be very fun, not in terms of direct sequel, but maybe like a spiritual sequel of this um, with similar, I don't know, similar combat, different story, different narrative structures, different levels to work through. I think the game has yep. like tons of replayability and lots of potential in terms of like what it's done. Yeah. Um, so I'd like I would like to see them run it back again with what they've learned and then like what, like what further ambitions they have with it if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um which I mean they they I mean again not to spoil in any sort of way but um there's a there's a post credits stinger. Mm-hmm. Um so there is like I mean, there very obviously is at least some sort of expectation that it may continue in the future. Whether or not that's like a DLC where now there's some new little small level or two that yeah. you undertake or um, or a follow-up game where it does yeah. like, it is kind of a brand new kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think it would be, I, I I would be surprised if they did not do something to kind of continue that. Um, yeah, I, but, I think it'd be yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. See who those are our thoughts, uh, or at least my thoughts. So, unless yeah. you have anything, our thoughts, us together. Um, but Corey, um, let's uh, let's do out with the old, let's get rid of it. Um, 
tell us about the newest game on the block. Um, you've put in what fifty hours, hundred hours. <laughs> you've got you've got the lowdown. Maybe, maybe an hour and two minutes. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> it's probably so a after than that. It's probably about like an hour and a half. Okay, um, I've put in zero, so you're um, <laughs> you're way ahead of me. But um, how? Just gut reaction off the top, Corey. If you could say it in a word, how do you feel about Horizon Forbidden West after an hour? Um, probably the best looking game on PS5. Um, okay. Period. Um, it definitely. I'm trying to think because I haven't gotten to the Forbidden West yet. I've just finished the tutorial okay. and I'm about to leave for the Forbidden West in the game, but it is visually stunning. It does feel a lot of the same of what I remember from Zero Dawn, but to my understanding, that changes as soon as you no, as soon as you get to the Forbidden West, but kind of as you go through. Okay. Um, I do appreciate the early quality of life improvements that they have for it, and that your bag doesn't run out of room. Essentially, it just I have moves off. Yeah, it moves off into like the storage, mm-hmm. um, and you just collect like unlimited amounts of supplies amazing incredible and the new skill trees that they have set up i only have unlocked two skill points now to use um i find like this set of skill tree far more advanced intricate and can build a different like building your own play style compared to before while it was all just kind of like making aloy a better character this is more of a rpg and like okay do you want to be a more like sword ba- or like spear based warrior, more like hunter with your bow? Do you want to be, have some stealth, so on and so forth? Um, okay, which I think is going to be a very fun element going forward. Can't, don't can't fully speak on it yet, but um, it has me very intrigued and excited to see how it's going to pan out. And then, yeah, I mean, just cutscenes, gorgeous gameplay. Um, similar to the other ones, a little bit more refined and the new pool caster tool that you get pretty much out the gate, um, has lots of potential to just be very fun. Um, okay. I do wish that it worked as more as a true grappling hook instead of as a like, oh, here's this point that the game's going to let me anchor on. I don't think every game needs to have the ability for you to climb absolutely everywhere. But I can already tell early on it'd be nice if Zero Dawn had just a little bit, not Zero Dawn, Forbidden West had a little bit more flexibility and that it very much still wants you to climb where it wants you to climb. And there isn't a ton of yeah. freedom in that. Now, again, not that every game needs to be Breath of the Wild to go and you see that you can climb it kind of a thing. But it, yeah. do, it does feel a little too rigid early on. Um, yeah, those are my initial thoughts. It has glowing yeah. views. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. People, I mean, I I think it would be, I think it would be it, like, it would be surprising if people did not like Forbidden West. I mean, I think it was yeah. kind of a foregone conclusion that it would be like people would like it. Um, yeah. I th- and I think time will tell what people preferred if it is like does do does enough to improve upon what it originally did or if it's like mm-hmm. you know just kind of like a you know 
not as good a version of Zero Dawn, even with some of the improvements. But um, at least for now, I mean, people seem consistently across the board mm-hmm. very happy with it. Um, and I, I mean, I agree with your final point. Like, it is a thing where I think, you know, I'm in the process right now of replaying Zero Dawn, which is something mm-hmm. that I kind of like promised to myself and promised to Horizon prior to like wanting to play it was because it was a thing where I played zero dawn after breath of the wild, not immediately after, but you know, within like six months. And I remember it being, I remember feeling a lot of that like rigidity and the constraints Mm -hmm. of it where it was like, I just want to like, I just want to get up here. Like it's five feet above me. Why can't I just climb up here? Like breath of the wild. Let me, freaking just like do a flip off this rock and land here if I wanted it like just mm-hmm. just let me get up here and it pissed me off to no end because it was like I felt so trapped constantly I felt like I couldn't navigate I felt like I couldn't I felt like it was such a hassle to traverse things mm-hmm. um and yeah I mean it is a thing where I mean, from my understanding with Forbidden West, a lot of that has been improved with, you know, now they have a glider and now they'll have, Mm. like, now they have a number of things that, I think there's like a hook shot later in the game that allows you to kind of like traverse upward a little bit more quickly. I already have, Um, you already had the... the Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, unless you like grapple onto certain spots that only it wants you to have, but there's there's a few of them. And you can hook to it and then like fling yourself up. Not okay. like very far, okay. but maybe like, I don't know, 15 feet. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, I, I think it's a reasonable complaint. I mean, I don't think, I agree. Like, I don't think, um, I don't think it necessarily makes sense in every game, but I think it's, it's difficult to justify with more and more games in light of like a Breath of the Wild. And in the, like looming shadow that is a breath of the wild too, where I imagine that stuff will be full on display. Um, not being able to just like traverse the world at your leisure. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm, I'm excited to get into play forbidden West. I mean, I'm playing zero dawn. Now I'm playing a new game plus playthrough. So it's, it's very truncated. Like it's, um, mm-hmm. very obviously like kind of cutting out some of the, some parts, which is a little bit negative on my end, <laughs> just because like I'm, I haven't played it in five years. So I'm, am a little dark on a couple of things, but, um, you know, it's also, I just have all of my weapons and I'm very confused constantly, but it, it is a thing where like, even though I wasn't enamored with some of the open world during zero dawn and um like some of the story like i liked kind of the over the overarching story but i didn't love some of the smaller moments like even though there was some of that like i am very impressed just with the world like i like what Mm. they created i like the mythos and knowing the kind of like remembering the loose like overall theme of what happens in the in the original story like i am very interested in seeing how that progresses going into forbidden west um plus i think the combat is 
I mean, far and away, probably the best of its kind, like better than like a, than the modern Assassin's Creed's better than most like open world games, just because it has, I mean, it feels much more like a monster hunter than just like a, I'm going to take this ax and I'm going to beat somebody. Like it is very, you're dismantling them. You're hitting certain parts. You're exploiting weaknesses. You're doing, you're laying down traps. You're doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and I like that. Like, I like that they're, is a lot more thought and a lot more like care put into that. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping I'm trying to give it the best shot so I can go into forbidden West and like really just be excited about what it's got, you know? Um, so you know, it's, I know for listeners who were, um, who were sitting here and they're just like, I want to hear, I want to hear everything forbidden West. Like this may not be the most fulfilling, (laughs) fulfilling conversation for you next Um, week, next week. Yeah, but you'll you'll see some uh, you'll you'll get to see an arc here. You're gonna get to see just yeah. some early thoughts, and you'll you'll get to see where that goes, where you know where we land on some of that. So stay tuned, be excited. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, gonna yeah. it's gonna be good. Uh, it's gonna be very good. Um, I guess for your um, excitement, it picks up the, like through the tutorial area. It's like straight into more lore more like story beats and like setting up the new adventure. And I think it does it very well. Um, Okay. Re it re like tells the first uh, game in like a nice little two, three minute, like cutscene. throws you back into it and you're kind of rolling and it it feels natural, which is good. The only thing I'm struggling to remember this at the end of Zero Dawn, granted, it's you beat this five years ago. So I don't know. Do you remember a tower being erected in Meridian, in the city where you finish, like a dark tower? I don't. Because I don't. No. Okay. Because no, I, I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> when did that happen? I don't remember yeah. this. It's been a while I, since I've beaten this game, but I do not remember this gigantic tower. Yeah. But it's I, I honestly do not. Re- I remember very general big swaths of the story. Right. Some of the specific stuff I do not remember. Okay. Okay. So, I just want to ask because yep. I'm sitting here like, yeah, yeah, no. mm, that's new kind of a thing. And maybe it yeah. is. I don't I'll, know. I'll but let you know. The, I'll, um, I'll see the rest of the characters were like, yeah, the tower. I'm like, yeah, the tower. What tower guys? What's going on here? Yeah. So well, it's also possible. I mean, from what I understand, Forbidden West kind of like it's it's not immediately after the events of Zero Dawn. Like it it's definitely about picks six up months. kind of mm-hmm. Yeah. Um about six months so, later, but it's um the the story feels natural of her looking for a new Gaia, essentially, or a Gaia backup okay. from the first game. Okay. That's what it's true. Yeah. She's like, Yeah, I've I've bounce around all these leads and this is my last one that's all the tutorial okay okay yeah Yeah. okay good deal well Corey, um let's let's take a break and when we come back um do a little bit of cleanup um if uh we can talk a little bit of the eShop stuff if you want that's uh i I would like to i would like to you know i think that would be we both have feelings on it but um you know my feelings on yeah the conversation (laughs) um but yeah we're uh gonna take a break we'll be right back all righty Corey. we're back 
Um, let's talk the eShop. Summer so, of the 3DS is dead. Yeah. Dead. So for anybody who isn't aware, Nintendo kind of unceremoniously announced that the yeah the the eShop um, associated with the 3DS and the Wii U will be shutting down. Um, come some point during 2023. I'm not sure if they set a specific March, range, but it will be March 2023 end of March. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, in about a year, the eShop on that end will be inaccessible. So games and other just content in general that you would otherwise download to your 3ds or Wii U console will not be accessible anymore. Um, which has caused a significant uproar despite like mm-hmm. the 3ds being, you know, at this point 11 years old, um, the Wii U being at this point roughly, you know, little under 10, um, you know, significant mm-hmm. uproar. Um, and a lot of people have feelings on it. Corey, you have feelings on it. How do you, how do you feel? It, Nintendo sucks at great at game preservation. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's, okay. Sorry, that was very aggressive out the gate. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> but uh, um, Nintendo, as we say, Nintendo's gonna Nintendo, and yep. this feels kind of in that vein of it. Of hey, it's not so much that they're closing it down; it's yeah. that I know they have no plan outside of maybe some of the top titles. From the 3DS, they have no plan for the rest of that backlog to preserve it. Or at least they have never shown across their history to ever have any plan or want to really preserve a lot of the games that were there. And so, I mean, games that you'll see come from the 3DS over to the Switch library in that like Nintendo Switch Online model. I mean, you're going to probably see, what was it, Link Between Worlds, I believe, or that came out in the 3DS, and maybe the Pokemon collection might move over. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But outside yeah. of that, uh, those games are going to essentially be lost to time and to history, yeah. which honestly really sucks. And it really yeah. sucks. Mainly because you know there, while it's not an easy solution, there's a, a time-consuming, but a solution to it, and that is just to move it all to the Nintendo online shop. But Nintendo's going to Nintendo, and they don't care to do all that extra work. Um, no matter how much it seems that the fans would like them to. Yeah. Well, and. And I think that that's the core thing. I think if, like, in Microsoft's case, like Microsoft, if they were to go through, and I, and maybe they have, I don't know, but if they were to go through and say, like, you know, the 360, like, you can't, the 360 version of the Xbox Live Arcade, like, you can't mm-hmm. download anything anymore. That shop's just offline. Um, there would be... I imagine next to little uproar about that, unless it were just people who owned and still were regularly using 360s, mm-hmm. just because they have done a, like, they have put in significant amounts of effort in, like, porting, pushing a lot of that stuff forward so that you can mm-hmm. actively, you have an Xbox Series X, 
you can download 360 games. You can download all of this stuff into this one place. Mm -hmm. You can have it. Um, A lot of that stuff's accessible over on PC as well. Like they, and they have all of this stuff where it's like, okay, they want you to be able to access it. Like, so if you own it, I mean, and me, like I, even though I haven't owned an Xbox console since the 360, like my 360s tucked away, but I've considered at different points getting just like a digital Xbox One or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. just for that. Like have access to some of those like 360 arcade games that I don't have anywhere else that are just like digital right. 360 mm-hmm. arcade. But I know that there's an option for that. I know that there is something I can do actively now if that was that important to me. And I think the frustrating thing for a lot of people is that like, yeah, they're, if they, it isn't like, there are some games that are exclusive to these eShops that you will, that, I mean, I, unless they come out with some sort of release or whatever will be lost. I mean, I know I've never played it, but you know, one of the first game series that I heard about were the Pushmo series, um, Mm -hmm. which are like, um, pretty significantly like beloved puzzle series on the 3ds there's push mode there's stretch mode there's i can't remember the other one um but I've, i mean i've heard about them for years people love them to death um but they're digital only 3ds c shop yeah like and if there isn't like if they don't come over in some way then it's just they're gone um and like and that's the core of it is that there yeah. are there are, well, that's not the core of it. That's half of it. There are, there are games that are only accessible that are going to be disappearing, but also at the same time, like Nintendo being what they are, where their games don't lose like value. They don't devalue their product. It is a thing where, I mean, even now the 3ds, like prior to the 3ds being discontinued or, you know, whatever, like, physical copies of games in most cases are higher than they were at retail. Um, yes. And it's only going to get worse in that regard. So even if there is yeah. a game that's available physically, right. You're going to have to, you're going to have to go. And I mean, like, so I went when, when they announced that they were doing away with the 2DS, like they weren't making anymore. I went and bought a 2DS XL secondhand. Um, bought it for like a hundred bucks. And it because I was like, well, I'm not gonna have like these are gonna be going up in price. Like I'm not gonna have a chance. Like I wanna I wanna get one. Um ended up not loving it. Like it was fine, but I I mainly didn't like the aesthetic. I got like the blue and black right. one because that's all they really had. Um but then whenever I decided to sell it, I sold it for like 200 bucks because the, the market had increased for it. That's what it was going for. That's what people were paying for it was like twice what I bought it for essentially. And like, and that's the thing is like, I mean, that was over the course of a year, maybe a year and a half. And like, right. that is the trajectory of some of this stuff as it goes on is like games that are available they're going to go up more higher and higher in price. And so if there are kids who still have 3DSs and want to actively like play new games for them on their 3DSs or somebody's wanting to go back and like collect some of that catalog, I mean, they're, the 3DS is a huge blind spot in my 
gaming library. Like mm-hmm. I didn't play a ton of it. I got it primarily for New Leaf and I picked up a few games along the way, but I did not dig into like a number of the games that I wanted to play. And they're only going to increase. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And the way, I mean, literally the only thing that Nintendo would have to do to avert that is re-release versions of them on newer mm-hmm. consoles, keep keep some modern accessibility to them. Because there's always, like, collectors are going to collect. Like, collectors are going to want to collect, like, the original version, this print, this thing, this whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still always going to be a market for that. But giving, like, a cheaper, more consumer-conscious version of something so that, like, modern gamers can play games from 10 years ago, whatever, like, it's very important. And we've had the conversation yeah. before. Like, preservation, Nintendo does a bad job at preservation in that regard just because I mean I don't even know I don't know what the what the reasoning is I can't explain like yeah and especially I mean especially considering like their their library is I mean probably like in the grand scheme of things probably like the most influential like I mean if you were to if you were to lay down like these are the mm-hmm. games. These are the old games that you have to play. Like if you want to be considered a quote unquote, like true gamer, this is, these are the games. Like this is the required reading. Most of them are Nintendo. I mean, it's going to be super Mario. It's going to be legend of Zelda. It's going to be all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And like, those are easy to come by. But I mean, if you were to say, I don't know, I mean, in your case, Chrono Trigger, like how are you going to play Chrono Trigger? Corey? I have no clue. <laughs> they won't bring it to switch. They're bringing Chrono Cross to switch. Make it make sense. Yep. I don't know. Which is the sequel. I don't know. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, technically, you could play it on iOS. But, again... I mean, I could, It's but. Yeah. But it's also not a good version. Like, that... And that's another issue, is that Square... Square Enix, I mean, in general, like, a lot of their iOS ports are kind of garbage. So, I mean, it's... Do you not good. play the game at all? Or do you play not a great version of the game? <laughs> and that's that's not a great decision to have to make. It should be like you have, maybe it's not the original version, but you have an option. You have a version that you can play of some of these games. And with the 3DS, like, you know, you have a version of this. So if you don't want to play, like if you don't want to shell out $200 for this game, you can still do it. And that's important for a lot of people. And that's why there's so much uproar. It's because... It's not because like people want the 3DS to just be around forever and have this like for them to spend the server costs and whatever to maintain the shop. It's just like they know Nintendo and they know Mm -hmm. some games are going to be gone forever and some games are just going to elevate in price so much that if they don't snatch them up now, then they're going to end up shelling out a fortune just to have the opportunity to play them later. Uh, with Nintendo especially, it feels, I mean, I know nothing when it comes in terms of the practicality of game design and the practicality of not of porting old games onto new consoles. I, I don't understand that to like the degree that people who do it do, obviously. But 
it feels like Nintendo's all of their games, it should be the easiest in terms of being able to bring those up to newer consoles. Um, yeah. Because trying to think how to word this, but Nintendo isn't known for their technical marvels of games. You know, the last yeah. of us part two is not running on the switch. Kind of a thing. Nintendo is known for making great games, just good video games. And I don't see how there could be a huge issue with bringing a lot of these games over onto switch, especially just a prime example, like why as my understanding of the 3DS shop is all the Pokemon games are on it. Why aren't they on yep. Switch? Like you're telling me the Switch can't run Pokemon like Leaf Green or Heart Gold, you know? I find that very yep. difficult to believe. I find it extremely difficult to believe. Um yep. <clears throat> and that's just like one example. Go through tons of the games and you're like, how why isn't it just not there? And we don't know. I mean, Nintendo has a reason. It sounds like a stupid one, um, but it's just frustrating and it's annoying because we know what the consequences are, and we know yeah. we've been through this song and dance enough to know how it goes. You know, yeah. you'll see like the huge titles: Ocarina of Time, Mario sixty four, uh, Star Fox. Is Star Fox even part of the Nintendo Switch Online? I can't remember. Um, um, it is, um, okay, but you I believe your- it is, I know I'm getting, I know Star Fox one and the previously unreleased Star Fox two are on the SNES classic. Um, gotcha. I think Star Fox is on the, just the original Star Fox is on Nintendo switch online. Okay. But I think. Mm- my point is you're going to, you'll see, you know, 10, 15 years from now, it's going to be, okay, Breath of the Wild's on, whatever it is. You won't be able to, like, get, it's not going to be brought up, but it's going to be, like, on um, Nintendo Online. So will Mario Odyssey and, like, Smash Bros, stuff like that. But you won't see, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like, that will be, yeah. that will be a game that will be lost to time once, like, the Switch yeah. comes on, which... Thinking about that, I'm like, that's awful. I hate that. I don't, I don't ever want that to happen, kind of a thing. But it probably will be, which is a very, like, sucky thought. Now, yeah, I mean, this, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a developer. Like, I, I know Sony's yeah. had some statements in the past that some of their issues with, like, porting some games forward was largely having to do with like their console infrastructure. Like them it is essentially just like not supporting that style. And like, and who knows? I mean, there could be some of that from Nintendo mm-hmm. where it's like, it is a significant task because of like, not because of the, um, the graphics or the, you know, because of what the game would require of a newer console that it like, comes over but some something about the infrastructure like having to essentially recode an entire game i don't know i don't know what that looks Mm, like um but nintendo even if you cut them some slack in some of those areas like nintendo's made it clear that like they don't they don't put a whole lot of focus in trying to preserve some of their library while consistently re re-releasing multiple, multiple, multiple copies of 
other ones. Um, yeah. You know, namely, again, I mean, like Ocarina of Time, having come out on every plenty of things, thoughts. right. Um, having the, like, you have had the opportunity to play Ocarina of Time where you may not have had, like, up until recently with the re-release, like Link's Awakening. Or, yes. um, mm-hmm. or now, I mean, with, like, Wind Waker, where Wind Waker, like, had a re-release on Wii U, but Wii U's are hard to find, and, like, now the eShop's closing, and your only way of getting it is to play it on GameCube, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it is a, it's a frustrating thing, and I think it's, I think, I know Nintendo doesn't do it consciously, where they're, like, trying to gatekeep and try to, like, keep new people it's, from it being able to experience conscious. things. Well, I mean, maybe I mean it more in like the malicious sense. Like they're not trying to, Fair. they're not yes. doing it in the way that like a guy tries to keep a woman from, <laughs> from playing games or something. It's yeah. more, but I mean, it's, it's more in the like Disney sense as the artificial, yeah. you know, like Disney with their Disney vault where it was like, yeah. Oh, we're going to put this away and it's going to be gone in the vault forever. And then it's like, emerging from the vault for the first time in 30 years. Here it is. Like stuff like that. Like it's the artificial scarcity of things. And like, I don't know. I think it, I worry, I worry about Nintendo sometimes just because they do seem so out of touch with the way that things are going. Just the way that the world is moving um and i think nintendo makes consistently still some of the best games that come out i mean but it is a thing where like the longer stuff like this goes on the longer like they have like piss poor um internet kind of Mm -hmm. like structures and setups where they like I'm not bothered by like the switch's fidelity and power and stuff because like not everything has to be a super powerhouse, but like, you know, if, if they continue like 10 years from now, what does Nintendo look like in the face of Microsoft being like an Xbox game pass centric console and things moving like a Netflix direction and whatever, like mm-hmm. is Nintendo going to like, in that reality, Nintendo could either be the biggest with having like, okay, you want to play like a Netflix style of Nintendo games? Here's everything we've ever made in our whole yeah. existence. Like, the, why do you need anybody else? <clears throat> or like the are they just going to be like, <laughs> or are they going to like put blinders on and just not pay attention to it? And like, and that's the thing that I worry about is not that like, I don't think, I think Nintendo is going to be capable of continuing to do great things for a very long time. But the more stuff like this that happens, the worse people are going to see them and the mm-hmm. less people are going to put up with over time. And, and it's going to hurt. Um, so I do hope that they kind of continue or not continue that they start kind of looking at things in a way that, um, you know, is more take some modern sensibilities. You don't have to be Microsoft. You mm. don't have to be Sony. You don't have to make horizon, whatever. Um, no, but I do hope that they start making some like shifts in a direction where they like start leveraging a lot of their strengths, which they haven't for a long time. I mean, here's the thing. Nintendo, if you ever listen to this, this is my advice. You know, Xbox and Sony duke it out. 
for, you know, console supremacy, however you want to talk about it. And Nintendo stands not in a league of its own, but on a pillar of its own. It's not fighting them. It's its own market. It's its own corner. No one's hating on Nintendo. Everyone loves Nintendo. Nintendo, if you were to just release your whole library, here's the thing with these studios. Their number one goal is to make games that people enjoy and that people love. They're very close behind that. It's 1B to 1A is to make money. Nintendo wanted to make as much money as possible. They would do a Game Pass style thing of their Switch library and people would just throw everything at them for it because people love these games and like hold them near and dear to their hearts. And yeah, it, it, from a business sense, it almost makes no sense at all of why they haven't done it. Yeah. Because even yeah. with re-releasing games and everything, like I didn't buy Skyward Sword, but I know a crap ton of people did. And basically it, it just doesn't make sense within a business model either for what they're doing. But yeah. Nintendo's going to Nintendo. And alas, yeah. that's, that's where we are. Yeah. And and I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't know what to expect from this. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll have plans to like port a significant portion of content over to the switch maybe they have some so. like i would love to you know this is our 3ds library on the like who knows yeah. who knows what they're doing um but i mean i do hope that they take some of the criticisms to heart and they do start like saying okay a lot of people love this stuff a lot of people want to play our games we should let them play our games yeah. Um, Just let us take our money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and collectors, I mean, like, you know, I mean, obviously Nintendo isn't as invested in like the collector's market, but like, you know, I'm, I'm the type where like, maybe not with everything, but like, I'm the type where I'll want to get like the physical copy of this game, even if I yes. could play it for half the price on like switch, whatever. Like I, yeah, there'll same. be those instances. I'll have those sort of things. Like that's not going to go away just make it more accessible for the people who just want to play the game. The, the kid who just wants to like, Oh, I love Zelda. I want to play this one Zelda that's on the, mm-hmm. that's on this thing over here, but I can't find it anywhere because some dude out in Iowa, like wants $200 that's, for it. That's, that. that's cheap. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. two grand. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know, I don't know, but it's, we'll, uh, we'll update you as the story unfolds, everybody. It's, uh, you know, it'll, yeah, this time next year, um, we'll, uh, we'll have a retrospective, see how everything goes and, um, we'll quote some of this and have a, have a little bit to follow up on. But Corey, I don't know, I want to, I wish we were ending on a, on a higher note, but it feels so yeah. sour. It feels so, it, it, it does feel so sour, sad. but we do have great things to look forward to next week. I'll have more thoughts on forbidden West and depending on yep. what we record next week, I imagine you'll have some early thoughts on Elden ring as well. Who knows? Yeah. Finish forbidden West and have early thoughts on Elden ring. It's not likely, but it's a possibility. <laughs> it is possible. We'll, um, yeah, we'll plan, um, 
to have some early thoughts on Elden Ring as well next week. We'll kind of structure it a similar way. Um, I can promise. I will promise that I will have a thought about an hour at -hmm. least. (laughs) But um, I can't promise that I'll have more than that. But um, but yeah, we'll um, Corey until then, uh, where can people find you on the Uh, internet? uh, Fly on over to the internet and find me over on Instagram at uh, hash slinging thrasher or on Twitter at stay thrashy. Um, as I, I think alluded to before, I am looking for a 3DS. So if anyone knows anyone who is selling a 3DS, feel free to DM me about it because I would love to have my summer of the 3DS. You know, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, cough, cough. <laughs> um, but as always, follow our Twitter at uh, arcade underscore cozy where you can go see oh, yeah. my giant box, my collector's edition, and I will be posting my new mammoth figurine soon. Oh yeah. But yes, um, that's where you can find me. Chris, where can they find you? Um, you can find us at arcade cozy on Instagram. Um, myself at Swiss one Joe on Twitter. Um, and at four point pixel on Instagram. Also, um, check out at four point store on Instagram, four point store.com. Wait for my Um, shirt. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you ordered my my Dark Souls design, Corey. Yeah. You you're looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, where's it at, my guy? Where's it at? Do I need to text? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to just come pick it up? I'll um, drive over. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I'm that's surprisingly, I kind of that uh that Dark Souls. I'm it it timed out well. It's coming right in time for Elden Ring, and you know, it's perfect. I'm, it, it's it's perfect it's right there but um yeah everybody this has been a wonderful show um we are ac- uh, wait, what am i saying arcade we cozy. are arcade cozy yeah <laughs> we are <laughs> we are arcade cozy and um Thanks for yeah life is hectic why should your hobbies be too everybody all right let's go okay we love you guys take it easy oh, yeah. have a good week.